Thanks for tuning in to today's topics where we look at current events from a Christian perspective. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. We're back in our home studio tonight where the electronics seem to be working a little bit better. But it's been another week filled with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Russia seems to be making progress, although slowly. I don't know if that's intentional or not. Uh, well, I think a lot of it has to do, honestly, with the thousands and thousands of Stinger missiles and Javelin missiles that uh, we've been pouring into that country. Uh, that's got a lot to do with it. That's very advanced weaponry, and it's very effective. Uh, the Javelins take out a tank one shot, and the Stingers take out any aircraft one shot. So it's been very effective. Uh, I listened to some of Washington Watch this afternoon, and they were discussing the phone call this morning between President Biden and the Chinese president. Biden was wanting assurances that President Xi would help to cut off Russia economically. Uh, and guess what? China refused to do so. Uh, they need that oil. They need that food. They need stuff from Russia. China has over a billion people to feed. Think about it. Uh, and they have their sights set on taking over Taiwan. They've already said that. The, some of the intel that has been released is that they were basically planning on doing it this fall, uh, but they really didn't anticipate Russia having such a problem with Ukraine. So I don't know if that's going to affect what they do or not. Uh, China really wants to be the only world superpower. That's the truth of it. Uh, they have zero interest in helping Biden do anything. They've proven that. They don't respect the man, and President Xi is not going to help him. And I believe that this fantasy world that Biden and John Kerry and AOC and the rest of the wacko liberals are living in is not the real world of China and Russia and Iran. They're living in some fantasy world where everything is over here on the far left, uh, and that's just not how it is. So you can't bring your ideals to a dictator of Russia and China and expect them to just fall in line with you. That's not how it works. And, and they're proving that every day now. These people understand and respect one thing and one thing only, and that's strength and power. That's the only thing that they'll respect. And our president displays neither one of those. And that's just the truth of it. They don't respect him. They don't fear him. And they're proving that every day. But I mentioned it this morning on the Facebook page. If you don't have that, you ought to check it out. I put something on there each day, and it's kind of interesting. But, but I believe one of the huge events happening right now, and it's not getting nearly enough coverage, is the news that Syria is sending 40,000 troops to assist Russia. You know, <laughs> Russia's been in Syria for years, and uh, they have formed quite a strong alliance, obviously. The Russian anti-aircraft defense system has been so effective in Syria that they've installed that it's basically curtailed Israel's air campaign against the rebels there. Um, and Israel was normally conducting airstrikes against these terrorist cells that they saw in Syria. Well, now they're not able to do that effectively because of this Russian defense system. So they're actually using surface to surface missiles, uh, which they're effective also. But this ought to tell you, um, uh, that instead of using airstrikes, how much they respect this missile defense. 
Israel's Air Force is arguably the finest Air Force on the planet, even better than ours. These guys are the real deal. And for them to respect these Russian defense systems like they do should speak volumes uh, about how effective they are. That's one reason I believe that sending more of the old MiG fighter jets to Ukraine from Poland probably won't do any good. You keep hearing that on the news every day, right? Let's send the MiGs, send the MiGs. Well, these are old Russian and Soviet era aircraft. They're old and outdated. But the Ukrainian pilots already know how to fly them. That's why they keep saying that. Poland's got a bunch of them. So that's the thing. They want to send them over there. Uh, I don't think it would do much good. To be, I mean, to be honest, I want to help the people too. But I don't think that that would do much good because these planes would just get immediately shot down. If the Israeli pilots and our F-35s can't get past it, you think these old 30-year-old MiGs are going to get past it? No, they're going to get immediately shot down. It wouldn't do any good. Uh, that's why Ukrainian President Zelensky keeps wanting us to establish a no-fly zone. He knows that they can't do it with the old MiG. So our F-22s and our F-35s could probably pretty easily establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine. The problem is that if we were to do that, we would take some casualties. That's just the odds of war. You know, some of our planes would get shot down. And on top of that, we would have to shoot down Russian aircraft. Uh, <laughs> this would lead to an unimaginable mess. Don't just think about this common sense wise. Nobody's scared of Russia and their technology, right? We can handle that. But whenever you get involved in something like this and you actually, as another power, start shooting down another nation's aircraft, you, you're adding all kind of variables into that. Who's going to come to Russia's aid? Who's going to do what? How would this escalate? That's what some of the common sense people are thinking. Now, Syria and Iran and China have already signed a defense agreement together they would jump in there immediately to defend their ally, Russia. I believe that. And basically that means that World War III would have begun. You know, because uh, a lot of people in Washington right now are calling for us to step in. If you've watched this, you know, it, it should raise some eyebrows. A lot of people are now pushing the United States to establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Uh there's a lot of stuff we could get into in this, but I got a lot of topics I want to get to. So I don't want to get too bogged down in it. But uh, if, if we were to establish a no-fly zone and then we shoot down some Russian planes, then Iran joins in, then Syria joins in, Russia, uh, China starts sending reinforcements. Now Israel's going to come to our aid. Now Germany, you have got a cataclysmic mess uh, I just hope that whoever's writing on Uncle Joe's teleprompter doesn't listen to these war hawks uh, because it's not them that's going to go over there and, and get shot down it's some of our finest our, our finest young men and women in this nation that's going to get killed over there doing something that's that Europe should be handling this is right in their back door uh, I don't see how the United States needs to try to be the policeman of the world I really don't. Uh, but now back to the 40,000 mercenaries, I'll call them, that are headed to the battlefield from Syria. You got to remember, the Syrians have known nothing but war their entire lives. That's just what they do. 
They're born into war and they die at war. That place has never been at peace. Uh, I have a feeling that when these guys get there, they're going to be ruthless. Uh, if no one comes to the aid of Ukraine in a real quick, fast hurry, I don't think that they're going to have any option but to surrender. I don't see any way that they're going to be able to hold out against this. Who knows what these Syrians are going to do? Uh, is Putin just going to turn them loose, let them do whatever they want to do? That's going to be awful. But from a prophetic viewpoint, it all just lines up perfectly, uh, except for Turkey. I was doing the research on this, and I got to thinking. Uh, Ezekiel 38.6 lists Torgamah as being part of the Gog-Magog alliance. Well, Torgamah is modern-day Turkey. And if you looked at what they're doing right now, they're basically staying neutral. They're just, they're telling Israel the right stuff. They're telling us the right stuff. They're telling Russia. They're just kind of right down the middle. They have not really picked a side yet. Uh, on the surface, at least. Now, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know. But just keep your eyes on Turkey because they are in prophecy and they're the only one out of this alliance from Ezekiel that has not made an open statement. So we don't know. Let's just keep an eye on Turkey. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. And remember this also. I hadn't brought this up in a while, but it's just something that we need to remember. If this whole mess does go sideways, remember Isaiah chapter 17 tells us that Damascus, Syria will be completely destroyed in one night. Now that prophecy has not been fulfilled yet. That has never happened. We know it will. It says plainly, in Isaiah 17, that Israel will be the one to do this. Uh, so if sides are being lined up and Syria's helping Russia, and then we do something, if we go over there with our jets, which we may very well do, a lot of people are trying to push us to do it. Israel's on our side, 100%. Is this thing going to escalate to where Israel's going to have to completely wipe out Damascus? I don't know if it's at this time or not, but we do know from Scripture that it will happen. So just remember... Uh, I'm paying attention. Let's watch Israel. Let's watch Turkey. And we'll see. I think it was Wednesday night. Also, uh, I wanted to remind you of this in case you missed it with all the news. But Wednesday night, Iran fired 12 missiles toward our air base in Iraq. Yeah, we still got a little air base over there. It's not that many people there. But they fired 12 missiles in that direction now they didn't hit our air base but they actually destroyed the neighborhood that surrounds it uh, amir zarfati reports on this all that good stuff from the middle east he's real accurate with it but this is at the same time that the united states is begging to get the nuclear deal with iran signed don't forget about all that still going on they're still trying to redo this iran nuclear deal we've been talking about that for a year or two right biden really wants this done and Israel's 100% against it because basically all it's going to do is give Iran the legal right to continue to manufacture uranium, which they're going to use for a bomb, which Israel will not allow. This is an awful deal. But <laughs> without a doubt, just listen to this for a minute, without a doubt, the most insane thing I have ever heard of. Listen to this. Right now, Biden is asking President Putin and China to help broker this deal. He's <laughs> President Biden is wanting Russia and China to help him get this deal signed with Iran. Okay. Now out of one side of his mouth, he's calling Putin a war criminal 
And we're sending billions of dollars worth of weapons to Ukraine to fight against Russia. Okay. And then out of the other side of his mouth, he's asking Russia to help us convince Iran to sign the crazy nuclear deal that won't even do anything to slow it down. He's supposedly asking China today on the phone call. He was, he supposedly asked China to help stop Russia economically to, to just shut them down economically. Then he wants both of them to help him sign a deal with Iran. I've never heard of anything so crazy in my whole life. He, it's like doublespeak. Please, if you haven't done it in a few years, go back and read Orwell's 1984. It's called doublespeak, to where you say one thing, you say something else, and we're just supposed to believe both of them. They're both supposed to be true. In his book, This is Our Enemy, This is Our Friend, and then the next day they have to tear up all that paperwork and rewrite it because now the roles have been reversed. The whole thing is eerily familiar to what's going on right now. But how in the world can you be trying to get a nuclear deal with Iran signed, wanting the help from a guy you're supposedly attacking? It just doesn't make any sense. But that's what they're doing. Uh, and then you've got little rocket man over there in North Korea firing more long-range test missiles. It, one of them blew up. It didn't actually work. But he's firing missiles again. Uh, maybe one of the funniest things I've ever heard is when President Trump walked across the demilitarized zone and uh he walked up to kim and he said uh hello i'm donald trump and <laughs> he said yeah you're the one that calls me little rocket man huh so uh that's the difference in you know strength and non-strength when it comes to presidential attitude but none of this would be happening if we were still respected in the world that's just the truth if the U.S. had a strong, capable leader that the world respected and feared, none of this would be happening. But it's all happening at the same time. That's not a coincidence that all of these monarchs and dictators and rogue leaders have decided to do all this stuff at the same time. That is not an accident. Uh, but the sharks smell blood in the water and they're making their moves. That's what they do. When they, when they see weakness, they attack. And that is exactly what's happening. Uh, I believe we are definitely in the beginning stages of Bible prophecy. You heard me say that over and over. So let's just keep our eyes on Israel. I've said that Israel is God's prophetic time clock, and they are. So keep your eyes on Israel, and you'll know exactly what's going on. Just a little research today for you guys on Market Watch, and they say that we should expect high gas prices all summer, along with record inflation. Isn't that good news, right? Your paycheck isn't going to buy what it used to. That's what that means. Just prepare yourself for it. There's nothing we can do about it. Just prepare yourself and plan for it. The Fed raised interest rates this week, and they said they're going to have to raise rates every quarter for at least two years in order to try and slow down inflation, which they said when they raise these interest rates will most likely lead to a recession. That's what the Federal Reserve said. I talked about them last week, right? This privately owned company that loans money around the world. So, what they say is what happens. So if they say we're going to hit a recession, we're going to hit a recession. Now, let's just simplify this. Raising rates, when you hear that the Fed's raised rates, some people may not really understand what that is, but when you raise the interest rates, basically you're raising the interest that you're going to pay on every loan, every type of loan, house, car, 
sofa, whatever you decide to get, you're going to raise the cost of it. And it's going to be a lot in some instances, depending on what you finance. But um, if you're planning on buying something big this summer, you better do it now because in the next, because rates are only going to go up, steadily going up. Um, get mentally prepared for it. We're in for some bad economic times, I'm afraid, and that's just the truth of it. Market Watch doesn't miss these things too often. They get it pretty close. And what makes me edgy is that all of this could have been avoided. Every bit of it could have been avoided. It didn't have to happen. Anyone with an ounce of common sense knows that you cannot just print money like it's monopoly money and just hand it out to everybody for over a year and not expect the value of that money to not go down. Isn't that common sense? Everyone loves the free stuff, though, don't they? Everyone loves the free stuff. Give me my check. Give me the free stuff. The problem is, we know this, nothing is free. Somebody has to pay for it. But by the U.S. government printing all this fake money and handing it out, they have devalued our dollar. That's what they've done. The dollar is not, uh, it doesn't buy what it used to around the world or anywhere. Now, OPEC, this should scare everybody. OPEC has now considered trading in using our dollar, and now they're going to start using the Chinese yen. See, for years and years, oil has always been traded on the global market in U.S. dollars because it was so valuable, it was so stable. But now OPEC, all your Middle Eastern oil producing companies, which Russia is part of, so when you ask OPEC to increase oil production, you're asking Russia to increase oil production also, which is helping to finance Putin's war machine. Do you feel like you're in the twilight zone yet? But if OPEC changes and starts using the Chinese yen as their currency, that's going to devalue the dollar even further. Nobody's going to want to use it because uh, it now appears that the yen is a lot more valuable than the dollar. That's bad. And there seems to be no common sense adults left in Washington, if there ever was one. But there's none there now. Listen to this. With inflation soaring, interest rates going up, gas prices sky high, and a recession looming, you think someone would say, oh, let's rein in some of this spending for a bit, right? Let's, let, let's stop printing money. Let's stop spending all this money like we got plenty. But no, part of the $1.5 trillion spending bill that just passed, you can find all this on Mike Huckabee's site. He does a good job of keeping up with the spending. Here's what this bill included, okay? $10 million to improve TV and radio in Cuba and other parts of the world. $10 million to help Cubans have better music on the radio. $40 million for democracy programs in Venezuela, run by a dictator. Uh, th does that make any sense? Do you think he's going to use that money for that? He <laughs> don't believe in democracy. $6 million to an international leadership fund, which includes Russia. So we're going to continue to buy this oil from OPEC that Russia helps to produce. Plus, we're going to give them $6 million to kind of work on their leadership over in Russia, right? $774 million to fund congressional house members' budgets and staff so they can get a raise. So Nancy Pelosi and all those up there, they got 
huge staffs, 15, 20 people that work for them. And they all need a raise. Well, so we're going to give them a raise. $625 million increase for the Capitol Police. If it all goes to them to actually do police work, it might be something. That's nothing. Now, this week, Biden has requested an additional $2.6 billion to fund gender equity programs across the globe. You can find all this on the Hill. That's a, they got a good article on that. But on the surface, they want this to appear as though he's wanting to fund things that would help women and girls be able to achieve more. If that were the case, that would be great. But how will it help women when he's wanting to allow men to compete as women? Do you understand the ignorance of the whole thing? You're going to spend $2.6 billion to help women around the world, not here. And then you want any man that says he's a woman to get some of that money. (laughs) All anyone has to say now is that, you know, they're a woman and they're supposed to be treated as such. So this $2.6 billion is nothing but a slush fund that will probably never help any real woman around the world. They're going to different governments and they're going to do with it what they see fit. Uh, Shouldn't we be helping women here first? Shouldn't we be helping our women in America first? Before we go dumping money all over the world that we don't even have. We don't have this money. It's all on credit. We have borrowed it all that we're sending to other places. The only money that we actually get now is when we sell more government bonds to China. China buys all of our bonds. China will eventually own this country because it's going to get to the point where we can't even pay the interest on the loans we owe China. That's going to happen. It's become obvious to me that there's a faction in this country that wants to weaken and bankrupt the United States. That's what they want to do. They cannot be this out of touch with reality. They have to know what they're doing. Jen, I cannot tell the true Saki, said that if we'd all buy electric cars, we wouldn't have to worry about the price of gas. That's what she said. Yeah, I got $63,000 laying around to go buy a Tesla. And John, born with a silver spoon in his mouth, Kerry, hoping that Putin's war with Ukraine won't make him forget his role in helping with climate change. (laughs) This man's killing thousands of women and kids, and you're worried about climate change. John Kerry, really, that's the world that you live in. Florida passed a bill making it illegal for teachers to discuss health care issues with elementary age children think that'd get some support right that makes sense and the gay rights folks went nuts because this may hinder them from indoctrinating your five-year-old that's just the truth of it why else would they have a problem with it it was a big mess on monday cnn ran a story saying the era of american dominance is over i don't normally agree with cnn on too much but i agree with that i think american dominance around the world is over a grown man this week A grown man this week won the college national championship in swimming, competing as a woman, and these people just applauded it. They just loved it. So like a 6'4", 200-pound man that now says he's a woman, and he won the national championship, and it's just such a great thing. USA Today, USA Today named Rachel Levine as their woman of the year. Do you remember that name? This is Biden's transgender assistant secretary of health. They named a man 
as the woman of the year in the United States. That's where we're at, people. The Blaze reports, I didn't want to do this, but I got to, just to let you know where our culture is. Uh, but the Blaze has a report about where three men in the state of Utah videotaped themselves raping a four-year-old and the judge gave them probation. That's all they got was just probation. Republican in name only, Mitt Romney, voted with the Democrats this week to keep the mask mandate for all toddlers in the Head Start programs. Now, how many of you have tried to keep a mask on a toddler? And now Mitt Romney wants to make that mandatory. Well, these little bitty kids, two years old, have to wear a mask. It's just government indoctrination is all it is. Trying to teach them to obey. Teach them to obey the government. Citibank, this ought to get your attention, Citibank announced this week that they will cover the cost of any employee who wants to travel to another state to get an abortion. If your state doesn't allow abortions where Citibank is, and you really want to get one, then Citibank's going to cover all your costs to go get one. I could go on and on, but you guys get the point, right? Just how far America has fallen and just where our ideology is, where we are as a culture. I know it's not all of us. I know it's not all of you that are listening, but uh, as a whole, our country's in trouble. Uh, it's, it actually seems like the patients are now running the asylum. That's what it appears like to me. And another COVID variant has appeared. I guess you've been seeing that. It's popping up. They're gradually showing it to us. Uh, supposedly a couple of cities in China went into lockdown because of another flare-up. Uh, but they're calling it Omicron 2.0. I guess they're running out of names, so that's what they called it. And the Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla, said, quote, everyone will now need a yearly booster. <laughs> this is the guy that lives off a $25 million a year salary, and it's not enough. Uh, all the news agencies are predicting another COVID wave. I guess you've seen the, the, the big thing between Senator Paul and Fauci. Paul's trying to get his, uh, his arch enemy Fauci fired, and Fauci's... Uh, He's back arguing with him, and it's just a mess. Uh, but COVID isn't going away. We talked about that. They're all predicting this big wave. And if I had to bet, I would say that this next COVID wave is going to probably require another lockdown. We're going to probably all need to be locked down again. Government's going to give people more money. They're going to give us checks to not work. Uh and I would guess probably that this lockdown is going to happen sometime around the November elections. That's about when it's going to happen, uh, where you can't go vote in person. It's just too dangerous. You know, you got to mail in your ballot. That sound kind of familiar? Uh, I do believe it wouldn't surprise me one bit if that's what happened. Just pay attention. Come around November, we're going to have another COVID wave. It's coming. Uh, listen to some good advice from the Apostle Paul, though. I'm going to read from 1 Timothy 6, verse 10 and 11. Paul says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Listen to this. But thou, O man of God, or woman of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. 
you know, we like to keep up with the news, like to know what's going on so we can see how it lines up with Bible prophecy and how close we're really getting. Um, but scripture tells us plainly that, that we need to keep our eyes on heavenly things and not let this stuff really bother you and bog you down. We got a better day coming. I hope, I hope that you do hope that you know that in your heart. Uh, but thank y'all for listening. Y'all go to church Sunday and by all means, you guys keep reading your Bible. Thanks. Thank you.